It's Radio Free Topic, and I'm here to say I'm Donovan, and I saw Audrey in Cincinnati, and it was a pretty good day. I'm Audrey, and I love your rap, and it is true. We did see each other in Cincinnati, and it was fucking excellent. It was one of my, it's like highlight of my 2021 so far. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just got back yesterday from being in Cincinnati for the weekend because of the Bonnaroo cancellation. My sister was already heading out there, so I rode out with her. And it ended up working out great. It was kind of a, a what would you call it? A backup prize? A surprise a good time? consolation party. Consolation. Because uh, I got to hang out with my family, and they live close to friends of the show, Brooke and Xavier from the Bellowing Pines. Hell yeah. And Brooke there is... Uh, working in this art studio that's super fucking cool. And so we had a little little uh, patio art studio party time. And that oh, was yeah. fun as fuck. Throwing darts, having brews. Uh, this is something I haven't talked about on the show. I have reintroduced alcohol into my life uh, in the past uh, couple months or so. And uh, so far, all clear. So far, everything's good. Uh but we are monitoring the situation closely. <laughs> we have uh, observers on the ground, yes. such as me. And you exactly. did drink a, a couple malorts, and you were doing all right. Yeah, I, you know, fuck. And that's the thing. There was at one point later in the evening, we had both consumed not heroic amounts of alcohol, but quite some. But a, but a little too much. Perhaps, perhaps. I was a little too much. <laughs> I, I definitely was. Uh, but like there was at one point you were sitting there and you were looking a little sloshy and I looked at you and I said, but you'd never know I was. And it's kind of true. Like I hold, I hold it really well. Like I can yeah. be very drunk and not necessarily look quite drunk. And I, I just looked you in the eyes and said, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you do keep the energy up impressively. Cause I hit, a moment where I was like, uh, if I do one more sip, I'm going to die. This is the point I'm trying to catch myself at so that I don't double down sure, when I'm already sure. drunk. If you ever yeah. do that move, mm -hmm. uh, I'm too drunk and I feel crappy. A bit more booze will fix this. Wrong. It will not Never fix does. this. Not once has it ever. And so I pivoted to water and uh, I, I ended up okay. I wasn't even too hungover despite because everybody, I brought a bottle of Malort there and everybody coming. I was like, I brought the Malort. You got to do a shot. And they're like, you got to do one with me. And then I had like mm -hmm. six fucking Malort shots. Yeah. That's too much I, Malort. I think I had like three shots of Malort and then about five, 6,000 beers is pretty much what I uh, consumed. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was a touch hairy. The, the fucking, the miss for me, the swing and a miss for me of the evening was um, the red wine at the very end. Big mistake. Big mistake. Always a big mistake. Don't end with the red wine because you, you have... You have a box of wine that nobody has looked at or thought about the entire party. The reserve tank. And it's and then you're looking at it and you're like, there's nothing else left. Okay, just have a red wine. Don't have the red wine. It's too oh. dry. You will call dinosaurs when you get home. <laughs> you will make it from the Uber to your home just fine. But then you will have to call dinosaurs perhaps multiple times. And we don't love that. No. Nah. We love dinosaurs. We just wish they would keep it down. <laughs> Behave yourselves, you theropod <laughs> fox. That's what we say. No, fan fantastic little trip back. We'd love to 
We'd love to actually be together despite talking each week on video. Yeah. Um, meet space meet up. Meet space meet up was extremely good. Uh, big ups to Brooke and Xavier, as we mentioned. Big ups to Chris, who is in the Discord as well. Yeah. And Daddy for coming through too. Yeah, week. Daddy came through. It's fucking great, great night. Throwing darts. Fucking awesome. I'm fucking terrible at darts. That's what I learned. I was one. I was bullseye off. We we yeah. I had scored every. I had filled out every other category but bullseye. I couldn't hit the goddamn bullseye. What am I a, a vegetarian? I can't hit this bull in the eye. Am I right, folks? Okay, that wraps up the party recap segment. But we had fun and we're in a very good mood. Uh we also have a bottle check this week. What? Oh yeah, sip check. I'm drinking a goddamn beer. I went to the little, uh, what do they call them here? A slashy where it's half deli, half liquor store. And no so they way. can like stay open all night. Yeah. There's one down the street that has very good Italian subs. And I was walking around waiting for the Sando to be made and packed into a corner. I found a 2017 bottle of Velvet Merkin Oatmeal Stout. Incredible name. Uh, oh, yeah very dusty box it was in a goddamn box and i gotta say it's pretty tasty for having sat in this liquor store for four years thumbs up it looks like a cup full of oil oh absolutely i could fuck up a stout right now like something real dark and heavy and powerful something stout yeah something stout baby load it up does stout mean like strong or does it mean short it means dark but what about when they say like short and stout uh, I think that means strong or maybe just a, like you might call somebody who is overweight stout as like uh, a, like when I say person of carriage. Yeah. Yeah. Person of stoutness. Yeah. <laughs> what if you had uh, like a pet ferret with an overeating problem and then you would end up with a stout stoat? Very good. Are those the same? I don't know if that's no, the same thing. Kind of mammal, but Damn it! That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have, I'm sipping on water. Oh, good from, choice. From the Tapparino. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh, so good. Uh, let's see. What else is in the news? Uh, I went back to work today after a uh, long yeah. hiatus. Got a new name tag and shit. Got my little she, her pin for my motherfucking lapel. And I only got misgendered and misnamed constantly. So that was pretty uh, cool. Um, but it was it was from coworkers who had been given the skinny. Like they knew everything. They knew it was up. They're like, OK, uh, they're coming back. They're not. They're going by Audrey now. And they're a girl. So just fucking deal with that. And uh, everybody was super cool because they'd be like they'd be like dead name. I mean oh um yeah audrey yeah and i'm like hey 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 just everybody just relax it's fine it's cool it's cool <laughs> everyone's it's a learning curve just you do your best by, you knew me by one thing for five years you know some of the people who work there uh but then there were people that already knew and were already acclimated and were very welcoming and very good nice and, uh yeah it was a great day back i only had to deal with a couple shitters <laughs> Just like, just fucking B tier shoppers who don't know how to do stuff. Oh, I had a lady say, to, "Okay, so we have a credit card at our re unnamed retail establishment, and there's a lady who wanted to pay on her credit card with a gift card 
to the unnamed retail establishment and i was like we don't we don't, no that don't work like that she goes so i bought this gift card for nothing i'm like i mean you bought yeah <laughs> yeah you did what do you want me to say to you you know Oh, uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. A flow of shitty shoppers every goddamn day. That's true. That's true. I don't love that, but I do love that people coworker-wise are being very cool to you. That makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. Not a one was, um, was you know, nobody intentionally dead named me and yeah. then was like, you know, yeah. gave me a shitty look or anything. Uh, and in fact, people were like, like very excited to see me. And I think like some people were more talkative with me than they ever had been in the past nice i'm like oh maybe there's no like dudes <laughs> <laughs> I, and i mean fair yeah. understandable that's great though I'm, I'm glad to hear that especially uh you know a after the tribulations of of needing to take the time off that like yeah. everything's extra good now yeah it's good stuff and having a cash flow again gonna be pretty fucking premium might i say love to see it well, a dub all around here in the tote bag and uh, another dub this week is that we have quite a few questions in the old question box. Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, who? Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, who? Woo! The question box. It's a question box. Oh, oh, the question box. Everyone's favorite segment of the show, uh, where there's a box and you throw questions in it, and then we pick them out and we try to answer them to the best of our abilities. If you'd like to do that, if you're listening to the show and you're like, I want to play beer pong, question pong, and the boxes are and the box is the cup. Coupon. I want to play question pong. Yeah. I want to coupon some cues into this box. You just got to visit us on social media, baby. Twitter at RFTB pod, Instagram at radio free tote bag. No account needed. Click that link and uh, send your question into us. And this week, Oh, this week. I'm loving it this week. We're coming in hot. Hi, question asker. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole entry. Just says, hi, question asker. Is that from the one last week when they were saying hi to everybody and even the listener? Yeah. Oh, they're responding. That one? That's yeah. nice. That's very good. So whoever sent that initial question in, now you have a, a response in the question box. It's now the response box. Hi, question asker. <laughs> Three exclamation <laughs> points. There's nothing to say about that, but it made me very happy. And so it was the first one. I love it. All right, what it. else is in here? I got one that's absolutely, this is our thing. This is what we do. What do you do when you don't like, but are attracted to someone? Like you don't like them. You don't enjoy being around them. You don't, nothing uh, about them is appealing to you. However. But they hot. But they hot. And you wish that you could slide or be slid into by... <laughs> by them you want them to do things and to you slide want to do things or be slid yes, I, to slid I, or slider yes i feel it it's a henry kissinger situation oh How you fucking suck but goddamn, i want to i want to pop them jowls you know what i'm saying <laughs> are you saying you 
<laughs> you old saggy fucker. I hate him. Yeah, he sucks. This is this is an interesting one, and I feel like depending on the degree of like and the degree of attraction, this can kind of vary, or the degree of dislike. Because there's one thing where like you're in some kind of social situation maybe there's a friend of a friend and you see him around sometimes and you're like yeah i don't really like talking to this person yeah but they're hot yeah and then it's kind of like there's not a whole lot of skin in the game here like you're just kind of uh passing acquaintances go for the hookup if you want to i feel like you know there's not a lot of fallout to happen from that it's a pretty neat situation and if it's just like a mild kind of personality uh not jiving kind of thing then you do your hookup and you and you walk away forever and then yeah. you're happy uh but very different if like you really don't like this fucker they really suck but they're also really hot and i think in that case especially if you don't like them for like ideological reasons or they're real shitty and like bad to people then you just gotta you just gotta be Jesus walking past those temptations like, ooh, no thanks. I'd rather be nailed to a board. You know what I'm saying, Audrey? <laughs> I do. I do know exactly what you're saying. Um though I don't think I have ever necessarily had this experience because I think if I don't like somebody, it renders them unattractive to me. Yeah. Um, like I just like I understand that this is a thing that can happen, it's just never happened to me. So I don't have a whole lot of frame of reference for this. However, um, if you like if you can't get them out of your head if they're just like floating around in your sex dreams and shit then just just see if they're willing just be like hey um you're like really hot and i need i need to know something <laughs> i need to know what it's like to be slid by you that's that's your approach method with the person yeah. you don't like <laughs> yeah i need to be slid by you or hey um, you piece of shit slide me Slide you know what I'm saying? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, or yeah, I I am actually of a mind that you don't that you just like try to move on and get attracted yeah. to somebody else because this could be more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, if if you don't kind of get along with somebody off the bat, then like sex with all of the kind of communication elements and like vulnerability. Yeah probably not going to be so great either. Yeah, what's that going to do for you? Again, like, take a swing at it if it's just like a mild irritability. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not particularly, this person's not my cup of tea. Sure. But, it's, you know, they're not evil or something. Uh, but if they are truly just not a great person, very shitty, Yeah. Find somebody who's not that. It's not worth, like, the forbidden fruit thing. Right. The forbidden fruit's going to taste like shit if they suck. That's true. Yeah. Bad people don't fuck good, neither. Like, people that are not... You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to put that out there in the world. If you are not, like, kind and good and generous and, you know, all the things that make a person, like, worth hanging out with, then you probably don't fuck good, neither. That's true. Yeah, you're you're certainly not going to be generous in the bedroom. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. I choose I choose to believe this. This may be completely untrue. There may like uh, Henry Kissinger, for example, may absolutely fucking slay Poon, but nobody, you know, just don't find out. Next level sloppy toppy from Kissinger, but it's just not worth <laughs> it. 
It is simply not worth it. So don't seems to be the answer unless they're just mildly irritating and they're really hot, then get after it. I can endorse this. Hell yeah. All right, we got another one. A little update on uh, the Rory Blank episode that we didn't get to last week with Aiden because we had a million questions. Oh, yeah. So editor's note, two weeks ago, your guest Rory had said that there is no evolutionary factor and people having different colored eyes, but that's not exactly correct. There is a hypothesis that blue eyes evolved due to being advantageous in northern areas that had differing amounts of daylight during the year. Think about the four-hour days in Iceland. I'm thinking about them. That's pretty short. To see better at night. While this is just a hypothesis, it follows a similar line of thought as the evolution of white skin, since white folks are able to absorb greater amounts of vitamin D due to their lighter pigmentation, as well as the presence of quote-unquote Nordic folds on northern European eyes to help squint away the sun slash protect eyes that are more sensitive to light and UV damage. However, blue eyes evolved before white skin, so who knows? Uh, Another theory is that blue eyes persisted in our species simply because people thought they were hot. So take your pick. With love, your dedicated evil scientist listener. Hi, evil scientist listener. Hello, evil scientist. I am so <laughs> jazzed that we have an evil scientist listener. That's pretty cool. Like, I want to know what kind of experiments you do. Um, like, I want to know how many uh, half pony, half monkey monsters you have made for people that you have captured in your volcano base. Ponky. 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 That's a, that's a reference to a Jonathan Colton song that you have no way of knowing. <laughs> and it's true, folks. I have no way of knowing. What I do know about is being very pale and having very light eyes. And I can tell you that I'm very sensitive to the sun. I need to wear sunglasses outside or my eyeballs hurt. So maybe there's something to that. Could be. Like, I'm thinking if I lived in a place with minimal sunlight... They'd probably agree with my eyeballs that hate the sun. Hmm. I, I I buy this. I'm into it. I I don't buy the whole white skin evolving thing because white people are obviously aliens. That's uh, true. We have been planted on this planet to sow misery by some sort of like intergalactic uh, overlord of some kind. White skin is uh, a curse. <laughs> It's true, folks. It's too pasty and you get stuck to things because of it. <laughs> no, this is this is interesting. Particularly the uh what about them persisting because people thought they were hot? I could see that. I think blue eyes are hot. You got like two people with blue eyes in a in a group of hundreds. You know, people are looking at them, they're like, that's a different color than I'm used to. Why am I so hard right now? <laughs> I could see it playing out like that. Yeah. Ugh. Or maybe it's they just have like a blue kink. Imagine looking up at the sky for them, all right? Oh, yeah. it's like a big eye. Oh. But then they uh, like it, like it's all overcast and they just like can't perform. Oh, this <laughs> their abilities depend on the outside conditions. Yeah. Or just get them like a blue piece of construction paper. That'll get it going, too. Won't be blue for long. It will be like an off gray because they're going to nut all over it. Because they're going to nut on the paper. Very good point, Audrey. 
getting all the details here that we need. I don't have any more thoughts on this. If we're talking about dinosaurs here, maybe I could uh, say a little bit more, but I'm not quite to the point in my uh, natural history book learning where, where I've reached human evolution yet. You're going to get there. And when that day comes, it's going to be a banger of an episode, I tell you what. I'm into it. Okay, what else we got in here? What the fuck? And then it's <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 question marks. Love your show. Thank you. We love you. And uh, you're, you were thinking of Mark Maron's podcast. You need, if you uh... want to know what the fuck. You have to write in to WTF with Mark Barron. You simply got to lock those gates, but we appreciate you listening to our show and taking the time to press the question mark key 14 times. I'm thinking they held it. You think so? I'm thinking they did. Well, if the hold one, it accelerates, and sometimes you just lose control. I'm gonna it's see like ghost exactly riding 14. a car. Are you going to see if you can get it? Uh, oh, God, like 17. Damn it. Uh, by popular demand, we're bringing back the beloved segment where we count the number of question marks. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Oh, Hi, wait, Audrey and Dono. No, wait, wait. What the fuck? I should have had uh, Big Lazarus with that one. Damn it. That's true. We could have had another fun. Oh, we have a guest bit, and then he has an aneurysm and has a hard time uh, talking about the Anne from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Hi, Audrey and Dono. Hello. Hi, question asker. First time, long time. I'm a pretty young dude and have a weird kind of sexuality. I'm not attracted to most women I swipe on when I'm going through the dating apps or on a few dates I go on. On the other hand, I am attracted to my friends and random passers-by on the streets. I never take any women home, but I still fantasize about sex with absolute strangers. What's wrong with me? How can I fix this? There ain't nothing wrong with you because I fantasize about sex with strangers pretty often. Pretty standard thing, I think. Just like people you see you're talking about, like fully rando strangers? Yeah, like, or like... There's certain people in commercials right now. There's um, there's like a lady in a lending tree commercial out there right now. Mm -hmm. She's like so fucking hot. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so like sometimes you'll just like encounter a person in media or in life on the street or at your workplace or whatever. And you see them and you're like, <gasps> I have to know what their butthole tastes like. <laughs> I imagine it tastes like a butthole. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I totally get that. Um, is it, I wonder if it's specifically a thing where it's like you're not into people that you match on these apps. Like, what if there's something about being on the app that makes them less attractive to you? Yeah. The, the other thing I was thinking of in that direction is like, there's that mutual interest if you match with somebody right at least on the surface like you both swiped right on each other but with a situation like friends or strangers it's very one-sided if it's like just kind of this fantastical thing like this you're not talking to them yeah maybe that's part of it like maybe you have a thing for kind of uh maybe anonymous is the wrong word 
how do you see what I'm getting at here though? Is yeah, there a the, word for something like this? The I that the reciprocity of it makes it less attractive to you somehow, that the fact that they're into yeah. you makes you less into it. Right. But then they're into their friends. Like they're attracted to their friends sexually. And that's like a two-way street. Like you're friends with somebody and they're friends with you. But maybe for sure. maybe you're like feeling the monogamous urge so i i don't know what to i don't know what to attribute this to um i think the best advice i could give is to just like pursue the things you're attracted to and don't don't overthink it too much don't get too in the weeds with like why you're attracted to somebody just like feel your feelings and uh shoot your shot or don't as appropriate i think that's the move too I'm wondering if part of this is like a confidence thing or a fear of rejection thing mm. too, where it seems like this is all pretty fantastical and it's all either against strangers who you have no connection to or friends. And I see what you're saying, Andrew, where that's somewhere two way street, but there is like the element of if you have a, a friendship going and there's been no romantic inclinations, I feel like there's a similar fantastical thing of like, I'm into them, but I don't know anything about if they're into it too. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas the person on the app is like, oh, okay, they are into it. And uh, I would wonder with something like that, like fear of rejection and all that, is because maybe it's more fun to just kind of have these fantasies without ever getting, you know, risking the turn down. Yeah. Maybe it's an anxiety thing turn about that. Turn down for what? Uh, Strangers, evidently. Turn down for strangers. Um, Do you see what I'm getting at, though? I'm wondering if it's so. just like a, a fear of rejection kind of thing. It's so you're kind of going after situations that you know nothing is going to come from. Yeah, I think that makes sense for the demographics of the person. They say they're younger, and confidence is something that comes with age in a lot of cases. So, like, maybe just don't worry about it. Maybe you just work on developing your confidence. And... Maybe that'll come more. <clears throat> I think there, I do think there is something to the idea of not being attracted to people on the apps. Mm -hmm. um, that like maybe their presence on the apps makes them less attractive to you somehow. I see what you're saying. It's like yeah. an accessibility thing again. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're the median answer between the two of us is the one that's right. Like I think that there's something to the fantastical element of it mm -hmm. that like to have attraction to them in the fantasy is it's really easier to be attracted to somebody in a fantasy <clears throat> i was having a conversation with somebody a little while ago about somebody that they had hooked up with once when they were in europe right mm -hmm. and then they have been like obsessing over this person for months and months and months and months and i was like okay will you and, and she was like having me like take pictures of her for her snap or it was actually is daddy. Anyway, daddy was taking the picture. Um, so she was having to take pictures for the snap to like get the right angle and everything. She was trying to like thirst trap this guy. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, you have to just fucking shoot your shot. Like get in there, like hit him up and like be direct with the communication. She says, no, no, no. The fantasy is more what I'm into. Like the, the uh... idea of like, him coming to me is so much more attractive than the idea of anything actually coming from the relationship. Right. 
And I was like, well, if it's a fantasy that's useful to you, then live the fantasy. Um, but like, why are you involving other people in this? Like, this feels yeah, reckless. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I get what you're saying there, though. And I feel like there's at least some a little bit of a parallel to this. So I kind of consider just like, is that the thing you're fantasizing about the most often? Is it that there is kind of like this distance between the person yeah. or in the case of a friend that it's kind of like uh, for forbidden's the wrong word, but like there's no it's not moving in that direction at all. It's kind of yeah, like a barrier of some kind. I'm into them, but they don't know. Yeah, there's either the barrier of anonymity or the barrier of friendly intimacy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe hmm. Maybe there's something to that. I hope we've given you something to think about. Yeah. Uh I would also wonder too, just like what is your sexual experience up to this point? Have you had sex with anybody? Like what were the circumstances of that? Because my other thing here is like if you haven't, you know, uh, I feel like kinda applies to this as well, where you're still kind of getting some degree of stimulation out of this with the fantasizing, but maybe you're just not ready or got yeah. a lot of anxiety about making the step to try to like get together with somebody. Which I hope uh, we don't have to say is totally cool. If you're not yeah, ready, then you don't um, have to force anything. A hundred percent. But all in all, like I wouldn't say anything's wrong with you here, you know, or that th this is necessarily something you need to fix, you know, unless it comes down to an anxiety and it's preventing you from having a romantic relationships or situations that you, uh, that you want to get into. But I just kind of think on that, Try to figure out like just exactly where you're at with this, yeah. uh, and then mm -hmm. uh, I think just maybe give a little more of a chance to the dates too, and maybe framing it less as like I need to be really into this person from the pictures, and like give them the chance of just chatting and talking with somebody too, because obviously a whole element of attraction is like a person's personality and all of this, and if you're just kind of going through apps and being like, ah, oh, these pictures don't interest me. Like, maybe it's just because they're just pictures, you know? Could be. Good luck, though. Interesting, uh, a very interesting situation. Yeah. What's Did you that? read that one? Uh, you, you read that one. <sighs> you read that one. So I'm going to read this one. I read that one. Hi, Donovan. Hi. You like Roman history, so you should check out at Pass La Flamingo on TikTok for Roman cultural culinary history wow Ooh, interesting anyway my girlfriend and i are both in her 20s and are both leftists the issue is that she's very much an anarchist meanwhile i believe there should be state control as a result she constantly brings up uh political arguments apropos of nothing even slamming me for doing volunteer work at local houseless shelters she wants to quote win very badly meanwhile i recognize that the revolution is not coming tomorrow so we should just act normal and enact our beliefs by assisting in our community that's that's the text of the question. Hmm. Okay. The the instinct to win in a conversation kind of sucks, especially when it's something as esoteric as like, well, I, it's not even esoteric, but like electoralism is an argument that is like impossible to fucking settle. Yeah. Well, it's but, something like this where it's like ideological differences. You're both on the left i imagine yeah. you share pretty similar core values and like issue by issue type stuff but your conception of like 
how a, a transition uh, yeah. to a socialist or anarchist yeah. state looks different. But you're a which, filthy statist, and she's um, she is a pure anarchist. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you on the esotericness, though, because I don't know. I, I'm still fucking learning about this stuff and different, uh, uh, different kind of like sub ideologies on the left, right? Yeah. And so I can't be here being like, oh, fucking, I have all the answers on this stuff. This conversation's not worth having. Because I'm I, like, there's definitely room for discussion there, but I, I feel like in the current state of things, where we are in uh, what is effectively a fascist country and has been for pretty much since its inception, I feel like it's getting several steps ahead of yourself to be like, kind of fighting about what it looks like after, uh, when we're in this state. And even if like both you're like, okay, well, how do we change out of this current situation? And you're kind of fighting over that, like again. I just don't think it's worth, certainly not worth getting into like very personal arguments like this where you're getting upset or frustrated and you're trying to win the argument and all that. Uh, it just doesn't seem like this yeah. is very productive at all. That's really where I want to zero in is the will to win the argument. Um, yeah. I think that's a bad instinct on her part. That's like, that's not something that you should necessarily want, especially in a discussion um, like this big and broad. Right. Because you can't, right. I don't think you can, you can win every point. Like, whatever your argument is, I don't think you're going to be able to win every point. Uh, and if you lose any points, then you feel like you've lost the entire argument and then you get more defensive and you dig in harder. Um, and this is the kind of thing that me and my ex, we used to argue about this shit all the time. And I was, I was on the insurrectionist end of this. Um, and I was like, we have to fucking seize the paper mills and, you know, get the means of production for ourselves. And she and she was like, OK, but what happens when we don't have insulin um, for me? Because I'm type one diabetic. Uh, and this was something that like we could not there was no winning it. And I, I had a very yeah. strong instinct to win and it never turned out well. So. There, I don't think there's any clean way out of it. I think that's something that she has to come to in herself. The idea that she, she kind of has to abandon that desire. Um, Cause you can't just like, I was going to say that whenever it comes up and whenever it starts getting to the point where she just start conceding points, it starts saying, Oh yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, you're right. But that, that doesn't do it. If you yeah. go, yeah, you're right. They go, no, you don't think I'm right, and I know you don't think I'm right. Fight me. Round two. Yeah, right. Meta battle. Go. <laughs> yeah, and then you're fighting about the fight, basically, and that's really fucking hard. So, I, my inclination is to say that this may be an, this may not be working. Yeah. Like, depending on how bad this gets and, like, how bummed it makes you, this may not be a functional situation. Hopefully not to that degree. Yeah. Like, it might be... for sure. Right, but I mean, it might be if the partner is to that degree that they are just fucking white-knuckling this constantly. It's gotta have this argument, gotta fucking hash this out. Like... Because it's infuriating, and you're just kind of... I think it's a pretty it's a pretty unassailable point that like volunteering at houseless shelters is like a good thing to do. And she's like hammering you on that one. 
Yeah, that was the point where I was like, ooh, that's more than just kind of I don't, debating something or whatever. And it's like, right. what, what, where's the productivity in you attacking your partner for doing volunteer work? Yeah. To help the homeless. Yeah. Like, even if you think, oh, they're just like addressing a symptom or whatever and more structural like change and, and, and big action is needed. Like, they're As still doing I'm sure shit. you agree, too. That yeah. That's the case. But they, they're doing the thing right now that is helping somebody right now. And yeah. that seems more productive to me than spending all this time hashing out the ideological differences. Yeah. That like, feels even like direct is. action to me, doesn't it? I mean, it's it, it, it's doing something. You're yeah. making some kind of uh, you're contributing in a good way by doing that. And regardless of like what you think of overall strategy of that, attacking somebody for that is pretty shitty, pretty strange. Uh, I'd also be curious if like like how do these arguments go? Is she coming in like, oh, I just love talking about this stuff, or is it every yeah. time it's like an angry, bad feelings kind yeah. of situation? I want to know more about this. Um, so if you if you feel like a question asker, you can feel free to elucidate further points, like any of the things we've talked about. If you want to provide more explanation, um, we would love to talk about this more. Um, as for now, I'm thinking I'm thinking as like a stopgap is you just direct her to the idea that you just like I really don't want to fight about this. Yeah. Like I we like it sucks like agree to disagree sucks like 90% of the time. But I think that in this case you're like you, you have to bring up the you have to do the meme from the movie where the guy is going to each of the different leftist groups saying no fighting. No fucking fighting. No fucking fighting. <laughs> And then, a, and then a liberal walks in and bumps into him, and then he beats the shit out. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Though I think just having a conversation and stressing like these conversations suck. They make me feel terrible. I don't feel like we're getting anywhere with them. And also, why are we fighting when like a good chunk of this country is working on banning abortion and killing yeah. brown people and all of that evil yeah. shit, and trying to go after y'all too? Just put a. See if you can set a moratorium on it and without getting into the issues to like spike up another debate, just highlight that. Hey, every time this comes up, we get upset with each other. This is negatively impacting our relationship and it doesn't seem to be serving any like good purpose, you yeah. know? Yeah. No fun though. Yeah. Uh, we hope you, you, you can work through this and uh, she, she mellows out a little bit on, on beating you up or for volunteering. Yeah. Seems that's seems kind of shitty. Seems bad. Good luck, though. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Oh, and I will check out that uh, that channel. The culinary history sounds sounds interesting for sure. Yeah. Dolma Tell me about taste. some Roman street food. Get some Dolma taste. All right, let's see what else we got in here. Audrey, what? I am flying by the seat of my pants right now. I'm coming out as trans and starting university, and I don't know if everything's going to be shit or not in terms of acceptance, and I'm worried, worried face. Do you have any advice for me? Thank you. You are an inspiration and very fucking awesome. Oh. Also, Dono is so fucking cool. That is cool of Dono, and to call me an inspiration is... Like that's the wind under my wings. Like I'm going to be riding off of that for a long time. That's Fuck very yeah. cool of you to say. Um, 
I will say that so far I have just been really fucking lucky. Like I live in a pretty conservative part of the United States, all things considered, but like everybody I've run into has been very cool about everything. I do think that the broader society is becoming more accepting of trans people in a lot of ways. I think that um, people, first of all, know what a fucking trans person is. Um in a way that they didn't maybe 10, you know, 15, even five years ago. I think that trans visibility is increasing um, left and right. And so I think that I I sincerely hope that everything's going to be okay for you. Now, you say you're going to a university. Um, I have only known, like, the people that I associated with at university to be fucking cool about just about any kind of personal identification that that you have. Like, whatever you got going on uh that's totally chill with most people um that being said you will run into fucking young americans for liberty uh and they're gonna be fucking shitlords about it um just fucking ignore those people and try not to associate with them and as much as you can just try to avoid people who are going to be negative towards you but if you run into a situation where you do have to be in association with one of those people, you may actually be surprised at how fucking cool they are about some stuff. Like there are people that I work with that I did not anticipate would be very cool about everything. And they have all been incredibly cool about everything, at least to my face. And that's all I really need. Like, I don't, I don't need them to, you know, like have your, have your, whatever you have to have about me behind my back. Like just be, cool with me in my face um and i think that's you know we can we can hope for total acceptance in people's hearts uh we can settle for them being cool to our face hell yeah i think you'll have a positive experience with it too yeah i'm, I'm hoping with being at a school I, I would recommend too like before going maybe look up uh lgbt groups there yeah like that any was... kind of trans support groups because, you know, for one, just to kind of have the support system, but also like, it's a good way to fucking meet friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pride Alliance at the Ohio State University was a big, or no, Pride Alliance was at SUNY Fredonia was the name of the LGBT org there. There was another org, I can't remember the name of it, um, like the broader sort of HRC backed Pride group at OSU uh. was very cool. And then I was, uh, for one year, the president of the bisexual student org uh, at OSU. Ooh. I'm going to shout them out. They're called Combine. What a cool name for that. Um, but yeah, get involved with orgs because you're, you're only going to meet people that like understand what the hell is happening. Yeah. And can give like guidance, especially people who have already been there, guidance with just like navigating the school and yeah. resources and all these kinds of things. And again, just... Having like friends there and building those relationships is going to make like any college experience a lot more positive. So if you kind of have that moving going in, I think that puts you in a really good place. Yeah. Big stuff. Definitely get involved with the orgs. That's, that's a big suggestion. Um, and depending on the school you're going to, like if you're going to Brigham Young University, don't, you know, like don't. Just, don't do that for one thing. Um, but like, you know, most liberal arts colleges are going to be pretty fucking cool about just about anything you got going on so um i think you i think you can realistically hope for the best i think that you can set your sights high and uh you know just remember that i'm always pulling for you 
and I hope everything uh, goes as swimmingly for you as it has for me. Hell yeah. And if you do neglect our advice and go to Brigham Young for some reason, uh, see if you can find my great uncle's retired, retired football jersey number with Brigham Young. Because I reiterate, a lot of Mormon relatives related to Joseph Smith, huge in the Mormon community, folks. That's me. <laughs> what if we started getting like a heavy Mormon listenership because of your association? Hi, my wives have... Uh, uh, divided into two groups and are starting a civil war between each other. What do I do? That reminds me very much of the subs unionizing um, uh, <laughs> Reddit post. That's an all timer. Okay. Uh, thanks for your question again, and uh, good good luck out there. We fucking believe in you. We love you. Let's see what else we got. Uh, hello, RFTB. Hello. I tried to say hi, and then I said hello, and it sounded like, hello. Hello. I'm a young adult man who hates how he looks. Oh. Nearly every time I look in the mirror, I don't like what I see. I've got a dad bod, but my female friends tell me most women are into the Timothy Chalamet types. My issue is that one friend, MTF Trans, keeps telling me I'm an egg, which as I understand it means mm. I'm currently in the closet about being trans. I'd make for an ugly girl, and it bothers me that my friend keeps trying to push me into being something I'm not. How can I learn to feel more comfortable in my body and also getting my friend to back off a little bit? That's an interesting question. So there, I think there is, oh man, Oh man. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> so I think that we have a tendency, trans folks have a tendency to, I think all folks have a tendency to project their experiences onto other people. And part of dysphoria is looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, someone's not fucking doing it for me in the mirror. Something about this is not really good for me. Yeah. Um, the comment that you said that you would make an ugly girl, that's dysphoria though. So I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to completely discount the possibility. And I don't think that you should necessarily completely discount the possibility. If you are hundred percent certain that you're cis, you're cis, that's fine. That's great. I love that for you. Um, but, but what if, what if, though? no, I'm just fuck with you. Um, <laughs> So I think you just have to like, you just have to be firm with your friend and be like, no, I'm, I'm sis. I'm sis. And that's what I have going on. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, so Donovan, can you speak on this at all? You are a very attractive person though. So it's difficult for you. Yeah. It's hard was to there, imagine not there, being a fucking ever, dime. Was there ever a time where you looked in the mirror and you were like, I am not a dime frequently. Oh shit. I didn't have a whole lot of self-confidence until I was like mid late twenties. I had a lot of insecurity and, uh, some of that was body type stuff. Uh, a lot of it was just kind of like this sort of thing with the dating of being like, I don't know what I'm doing. 
like uh, people aren't into me a lot of just kind of like big self-esteem and like putting yourself down and getting kind of paralyzed with that and the thing they're doing like the comparison of like all these, all these gals just want a little timothy chalamet type and and look at me i'm a i'm a brick i'm a meat brick that's not that's not a timothy they're not gonna like me you yeah. know i did a lot of like oh look at all these other people and they're going on dates and stuff why can't i have what they have and it kind of I don't know. It's one of those things that for me took like the shift in perspective of being like not trying to be this other thing and like doing less comparison, but more turning inwards and like, what am I about? What am I into? Like, well, how do I want to come off, you know, to the world and kind of starting with building that self-esteem and identity part up and going from there, which as usual is, is much easier said than done. Uh, but I just say this because, like, I, I think a lot of people with dating and insecurity like this get in kind of this, like, emergency mode of, like, this isn't working. I'm going to be alone forever. What, what right. can I do? Uh, I'm looking at all the people who are successful. How do I do that thing? As opposed to just taking the step back and being like, I don't know. People are into fucking all kinds of, of, of people, you know. Uh, there, there's matchups for really everything. It's just you kind of got to know who to look for with the dating, and also you got to know who you are, what you're bringing to the table. And so if you're, you know, kind of in there insecure, it's hard to go out and date where you're like, I don't know who I am. I don't like what this is, but uh, I don't actually know. You know, so it's just kind of another one of those things that comes back to personal development a little bit and just spending some time with yourself and figuring out who you want to who you want to be. Yeah figuring out what kind of guy you want to be. And like, I, I say this a lot and I feel a little bad about it. Cause I, I love the guy, but Steve Buscemi fucks. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like everybody's got, so, you're somebody's flavor. Like, absolutely. And your person who's saying that like girls like Timothy Chalamet types, I don't fucking like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. It's not totally accurate. Yeah. Not my thing. Like, you know, fine if you're into that kind of guy but it's not my flavor so you're somebody's flavor um and a lot of it is is getting out there and meeting more people and doing more things and being more places which is difficult during a global pandemic um so don't worry about it so much right this minute and like like you were saying it's not a sprint it's not something that you have to solve right now it's something that's a process and in the course of that process you will meet people who will be attracted to you and you will be attracted to them and you will like fucking it's going to happen. Yeah. So direct less of the focus into kind of, I need to get a date. I need to be like the people who date and, and kind of figure yourself out here. As far as the friend kind of heckling you and calling you an egg and stuff. Uh, I think that's something you just got to have a talk with them and be like, Hey, yeah. this is like hey, upsetting to me. This like I'm feeling insecure and this is throwing me off. Yeah. As we were saying, if you have any inkling that maybe you are trans too, and you're comfortable talking about this friend, that despite them heckling you, uh, maybe just talk to them about your insecurity too. Yeah. Cause like, this is shit that everybody deals with. Another thing too, is just, especially as being a young adult man, as you say it, like most people, 
young adult type people are very much still figuring out who the fuck they are and that's True. totally okay i'm that's still figuring good. out who the fuck i am Same. and I, I, st I know pretty well i'm 29 and i feel pretty good but it's kind of like it's like a lifelong project you know exactly. it's getting to know yourself it's putting the, the the work in to listen to yourself and figure out what's going on in there figure out how to not get overwhelmed by everything in there and you yeah. know uh, eventually getting to the point where you can be who you want to be I'm still figuring out and I'm taking big fucking swings as of late. <laughs> yeah. Your goth raver phase last week. That was a fun one. That was, that was most of my twenties. I wasn't a goth, but I was definitely like ravers. Fuck. Yeah, this is true. Um, yeah. So just figure yourself out. If like ugh, ugh, your friends all like you're an egg let her do your makeup and if you don't like break down weeping like at how beautiful you become then you can look her right in the face and be like i'm not i'm fucking not like it's, yeah. this is nothing to me yeah so think on it talk to some people too like besides this friend also i reiterate yeah. I, I feel like a, a hallmark of that period of time for me was i am alone in all of this i feel so fucking lost and like i don't know who i am and I don't even know what direction to go. Oh, and I'm just alone with all of this. But again, like that's not the case. Most fucking young people feel like that. And I think talking about it and getting other people's perspectives and knowing that you're not alone in this stuff, th that goes a long way too. Makes it yeah. easier to figure out. You are not alone. At the very least, you have us there with you. This is true. Chattering in your ear. Hello, question asker. <laughs> it's me. I got one. I got another one. What you got? How do I move in with a straight man? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't move in with a straight man. What is your fucking problem? Why would that be your question? No, like, okay. It's, so, like, you we could get into real essentialist things about, like, what straight men are like. Yeah. That's kind of gross. Shouldn't do that. Um, it really depends on the straight man that you're uh, getting with that you're moving in with um general concepts in moving in involve like spending a lot like a fucking lot of time together before you move in yep uh spending time at each other's places um maybe you do <gasps> luisa diaz the other day on twitter was talking about how she has one of her partners has a drawer in her dresser now that's oh. their drawer in the dresser you do you give them like a space in your space you give them an embassy exactly yes establish the embassy <laughs> and then see how they, that goes if they fuck up the embassy if it's yeah. like if there's like cheese and shit in their fucking drawer like why do you have a why do you have a nutty eat em cheese in my dresser drawer <laughs> if they fuck that up then don't let them there's also just uh and this is a case with any relationship with with moving in together like there's all kind of these blind spots and things about us that we don't recognize oh sure living alone because you're living alone all of it's normal to you but shit like cleaning schedule and like how organized you like the place being and decor and like all of this stuff i think that stuff to talk about at the beginning too just to minimize clashes because you don't want to be like, okay, we're doing it. We move in together. And then you have the sword situation from yeah. however many episodes ago where he's like, oh, cool. I can put up my hundred decorative swords. And you're like, but I have some posters that are actually good decorations. And then 
you know, devolves into some kind of argument. Into so I think just sectarian. Have the big talk, like moving in with a new college roommate or something when you do the yeah. quiz and like you sign the agreement. Doesn't have to be that level, but talk through all those things and like where are sticking places for me? What are things that like I need to be a certain way in the place that I'm living? Yeah. And like what are other things maybe I can compromise on? And just try to work that out a bit, I think. Big, big stuff. Or don't, or just don't move in with them. Yeah, just don't move in with straight people. Straight yeah. Men, specifically. Head down a van. Oh, what's up? Our intro song is the Radio Free Tote Bag theme that I wrote. I did that. You can find my music at uh, soundcloud.com slash RFTB. That's so true. Wow. Really makes you think. You know what else makes you think? It's our outro music. Ooh. The song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. If your name's Stephanie, you're probably thinking a lot right now. You're like, eh, they wrote a whole song about me. Did they do that? That's terrifying. This is my Stephanie voice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Stephanie, you want to check the music out. Uh, Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or Spotify. Three distinct and separate words. The Hayfellows. Hey, do you want to do you want to go over to our Patreon? Do you want to give us five dollars a month and get four bonus episodes every month? Or perhaps you give us ten dollars a month and get a shout out like people like Daddy, like Dylan. People like Spreadable Fruit. People like Rich Homie Barb. People like my dad. And people like Ryan from episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, Rich Homie Click Clack. When I was back home, my parents, I was hanging with uh, Xavier for a bit. And I was walking, walking home and I came in. My dad is alone in the kitchen, uh, making a salad or something, blasting American idiot as loud as the speakers would go <laughs> and singing at the top of his lungs. He was having a blast. Shouts That's out. Big. Fucking shouts, Bruce. That's big. <laughs> Get on down to the Patreon for real. Get them bonus episodes on that $5 a month. We also have our Discord going. We're having a good time in there. People are recommending kinks for us to cover behind the paywall on the kink wheel segment. We're having a good time. We're having episode discussions. We're having shit posts. Hop on in there with us. Patreon.com slash RFTB. It's an amazing time. Uh, it's also an amazing time for me to bring the program to a close. Thanks for listening, folks. Wait. We never commented on the updated five-star review. Oh, that's true. I that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. MD Shees, thank you so much for going back in and amending yeah. your uh, review and upping it to five stars. That's very big. Um, I'm glad you're still listening because you made that comment like years ago. Yeah, and you're still sticking around happy. and we we love you very much. Thank you for, for tuning in and thanks for the five-star review. A big shout out to you and to any other listener who hasn't, please rate us five stars. Maybe write a little review. It helps get them numbers up. Yeah, we love numbers, especially when they're big and it's in our listener account. We like that very much. Fucking love numbers. Yeah. Five. Sixteen. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Seventy-two. <laughs>